I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Do you have a good setup for us today, Christina? No. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Not even a little. Not even a little bit. Can't even stretch something. I stretched it out last week, you know? I really... (laughs) I used all my stretching outing from (laughs) last week when we talked about getting our ears pierced. Oh, my goodness. Yep, so let's just get right into it. Today we are talking about Borat. You know what? Here, let's stretch it out by saying that the movie is called Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Delivery of Prodigious... Wow, why can't I say that? Prodigious Bribe to American Regimen for Make Benefit of of Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, that about covers it, right? yeah. I think that that killed the five minutes for our uh, intro. In case you were ever worried about a movie title not fully encompassing the purpose, you don't have to hear. You can tell that the writers of this movie just sat there and just went, like, they just were like, let's make this long and ridiculous. Let's just hit our keyboards and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So you can watch I'm Gonna Shorten It, Borat, subsequent movie film, or Borat 2. Um, on Amazon Prime. Another Amazon Prime. Another Amazon Prime original. So at the Golden Globes, uh, this was the winner of Best Musical or Comedy Motion Picture. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen won for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. And then um, Maria Bakalova was nominated for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. At the Academy Awards, which just happened, uh, they were nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, and uh, Maria Bakalova was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, that's what I was going to say for this episode, but we don't have to do it. I was going to ask you what you thought about the Oscars. (laughs) Do you want to talk about it really quick? Sure. I felt like it ended very abruptly. You think? I do think. Like... They not they announced like best picture, then best supporting actress, and then or best actress in a motion in a motion picture, then just very quickly announced best actor, and it was Anthony Hopkins, and he wasn't there. And then like, oh, we're t- accepting this on behalf of Anthony Hopkins. Okay, show's over. Bye. <laughs> they were like shutting the lights off, and they were like, Anthony Hopkins isn't here. Okay, bye. Thanks for watching. Exactly. Shutting the lights off, like roping roping things off. <laughs> I, um, they were behind about 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that might have been part of the problem. I mean, do we want to talk about, do you think, uh, so we haven't watched The Father, so we can't speak on Anthony Hopkins' performance. I mean, he's an excellent no, actor. Now, now I feel like I have to watch it because I'm shocked that he beat out uh, Ch- Chadwick Boseman because he did such a great job in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I really, I couldn't, I was shocked when, uh, but uh, Anthony Hopkins was nominated last year. He didn't win, but he was nominated last year. For Two Popes? Yeah. 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 Um, 
I don't really know what that was about. It was kind of just like a shock because I, I was on Twitter and I did feel like everyone was like, oh my god, we could be ending this with Chadwick Boseman winning. And like everyone was sort of like waiting on bated breath, like waiting for to see who got announced. And they did save it for like the last not, like award to be announced. And it just ended so quickly. I, I feel like everyone was just like, oh, okay, show's over. I don't understand because they showed Anthony Hopkins, they showed him on camera you know they just showed his picture oh i thought he was seated far away no no he he wasn't there at all no oh okay Mm -hmm. well that's yeah but i mean yeah it did end very abruptly yeah i do i we were texting each other back and forth and i was like that ended very quickly and christine was like well they had to get in music trivia which i am so happy that they did because that was probably i found it a little as far as award shows go, I watched the Golden Globes, we've watched the Emmys, and we wa- I watched the Grammys. And out of all of them, I think the Grammys were the best. Um, this felt very, like, I don't know, it was kind of dry, in my opinion. Like, I didn't think that it was as entertaining as previous years. And that really, like, picked up the evening when they did music trivia, because the, the banter between... Um, the guy hosting it who played the TSA agent in Get Out and Daniel Kaluuya was hysterical. Then we got Glenn Close coming in hot. Like, she she was incredible. I think, um, so tell me, tell me if you think that this is the case. Do you think that maybe you've enjoyed previous years because previous years they've had hosts and the past couple of years they haven't had a host? Maybe. I feel play. like it was kind of lacking some comic relief. I mean, I really liked Regina King's bit in the beginning. Yeah. I kind of was hoping that she would come back. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought that it was... I just found myself zoning out at some points. I think we need... Uh, I think we may need Ricky Gervais. Oh, my God. <laughs> to spice things up a little. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ricky Gervais would have a lot of material this <laughs> this year. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It would be like a buffet for him. I loved what Regina King was wearing, though. Yes. And also Carrie Mulligan's dress. She looked amazing. I don't I don't know if I had a favorite. I don't know if I had a favorite dress now that I think about it. Um, I know Viola Davis, I think, wore an Alexander McQueen dress, that white dress. Mm-hmm. That was pretty. The cutouts were gorgeous on that yes. dress. I follow her on Instagram, this dress. Yeah, that was very, very pretty. Very cool. It looked so elegant. It looked so comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they wear dresses, and I think to myself, how are they going to sit in that for hours on end? They're not. Well, wasn't it the Oscars where Jennifer Lawrence fell up the stairs in her big dress? And, yeah. Uh, and, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, God. Greatest Showman. Wolverine. Come on. Hugh Jackman. There Jackman. we go. He uh, he helped her up the stairs. Uh, yeah, I think that would be me if I was receiving an award. Yeah, actually, that was me when we got our at our junior ring ceremony. You fell. I was the only person who tripped on a chair, and it's crazy because we walked down a clear aisle. I don't know how I found a chair to trip on, <laughs> but I did. Just lucky, I guess. Yeah, just me. <laughs> Uh, so 
I also kind of thought it was cool that they did it in a train station. Yeah, I thought that it was very cool. The setting was really cool. Um, and I loved that they were all in these, like, booths. It looked very, like, Art Deco. It was, it was yeah. very, very cool. But, I don't know. It just... Some... <coughs> Excuse me. Something was missing. Yeah. I, I wonder if it would be, like, you know, co-hosts or something. Yeah. I don't know. I also thought it was weird that some awards people like poured their heart and soul in talking about the people who were receiving them, but then they didn't do that for every award. And I think that part of that combined with the no limit of speeches made it go over. I just did the music thing because I thought it was, when I texted you, I thought it was funny. But I think that the combination of like your performance in this did X, Y, and Z to my heart and A, B, and C to audiences everywhere. And I'm like, this is a new thing that we're doing and I think it's fine to do that but then you have to do it for all of them and you have to make time to do it for all of them but they only did it yeah. for some they didn't do it for all of the awards and it's it, it was no consistency with that yeah no I don't know I feel like that's an issue that award shows run into constantly because when a person goes up to accept the award award like you really don't know what how long they're gonna go and you have to give them a certain amount of time i do like that they didn't do that stupid music to like walk them off because that's very very annoying well i thought i thought it was i could be wrong i thought it was 30 second speeches and then best actor best actress and best film had a minute and then after those 30 seconds, that's when they start playing the music. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to look that up. And that makes sense in my head. But then again, I'm very good with, like, logistics. <laughs> I think the Oscar should hire me. This is my hat for this episode. Oh, my. Always giving yourself a job. Always giving yourself a new job. You want to know why I have anxiety. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're constantly giving yourself a new job. I would hire me for all the things. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I also figured that it would be good to touch on this because we didn't release a baby sewed. I know. So this is our little baby sewed in an episode about our thoughts on the Oscars. That's it. Are you ready for my summary? I am ready. All right. After 14 years of filming the original Borat movie, Borat now must bring good fortune back to his country by bringing Johnny the Monkey to America. <laughs> Borat learns in the process about unconditional love, how the coronavirus was really spread around the globe, and feminism. Well, sort of. Johnny the Monkey. <laughs> Johnny the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. Have you ever seen that video of Steve Carell saying Michael Scott quotes in the groove voice? Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds you of. It's <laughs> Johnny the Monkey. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So if we said, if I said in the Sound of Metal, uh episode that the character list was short and it was the shortest character list I've ever done. No, 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 no. This is the shortest character list I've ever done because we got two characters. We got Borat played by Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, do I need to describe Borat to you? I don't think I do. I mean, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Borat is, what rock have you been living under? Like, I've never seen Borat and I know who Borat is. We get it. 
Borat. So we meet his daughter, Tutar, played by Maria Bakalova. Uh, she was living in a cage while Borat was in the gulag. Uh, <laughs> and Borat heads to the U.S. to deliver Johnny the Monkey. Tutar seeks, sneaks into Johnny's cage, eats him, and then becomes a present that Borat gifts to top U.S. officials so Kazakhstan can join the Strongman Club. Um, so... Two characters. That's all we got to worry about. Everyone else is a real person out there in the world. If, if you meet someone who was in this movie, you got to let us know. Oh, yeah. Send us an email. So, after Mike Pence refused Tutar at the CPAC convention... That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. <laughs> but, yeah, go ahead. You're saying it so casually, like, today's Tuesday. <laughs> um... And Tutar realized that the daughter's manual was lying to her about a lot of things. Okay, do you want me to... I'm going to say it. First being that her vagina will not eat her if she touches it. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're getting the E. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, for the record, I watched the movie. I just didn't know how Danielle was going to word that. it. I was, I was going to be as blunt as possible because I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> I'm as blunt as possible. Tutar refuses to get plastic surgery and her and her father go their separate ways as the country goes into lockdown. Borantine. Borantine. It's a Borantine. Why didn't they use that in their advertising? I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to give myself a job. Borantine, you got to call me up. I got the Borantine. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, the Borantine happened. Uh, Borat quarantines with some fun new QAnon friends, and they go to a rally to find... <laughs> they go to a rally, and they find Tutar. Tutar is working as a, new a news anchor for a right-wing news outlet. Uh, she makes a plan to meet Rudy Giuliani so that she can give herself to him. Uh, Borat realizes that he does love his daughter... And wants what's best for her, and that's not to be with Rudy Giuliani. So he storms into the interview as uh, Giuliani was tucking in his shirt on a bed. Uh, he and Tutar leave the interview, and they know that once they go back to Kazakhstan, Borat will be killed. When they go back, we find out that Borat will not be killed for his quote-unquote failed mission, because his mission was not to gift the monkey, but to spread a deadly virus across America. Dun, dun, dun. After Borat presents his blackmailed message of this recorded conversation with his friend's twin brother who lives in his phone, he's asked what he wants. His daughter has some demands and major changes for their home country. Feminism is now a part of the country because women can have jobs. Tutar and Borat are co-journalists, and that's how we end the film. Also, um, they, sell, they sell grooms now instead of brides. Because and it's all just young kids. Oh, my God. You know what? I can't even make the jokes. It's so bad, the jokes that they make. So we'll stop there. <laughs> the fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10. Metacritic has the meta score at a 68 and the user score at a 5.8. 
Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this an 85%, and then the audience gave it a 63%. Is it a certified splat? No, because uh, splat comes at five uh, under 50%. Oh, okay. All right, so my review... God bless you. I just sneezed. He's upside down. Um, he's like a bat. He just lays upside down all the time. <laughs> I got my review off of Metacritic from a user instead of IMDb. So this is from Gaz Movies, and it was from written in October. I believe oh, I didn't grab the. I think it was a six, six out of ten. Okay. Okay, because a lot of them were like, "Oh my god, it's so funny, it's Borat," and then a lot of them were like, "This was garbage." A lot of garbage reviews. Yep. So I tried to find one in the middle. Was okay some funny bits and obviously some offensive bits, but I think everyone knows what they're getting with these films. There is the wrong there. (laughs) Put it on your grimmer podcast. I will. I know. Gotta have one of those too. (laughs) I think if you are easily offended, then I would recommend you don't watch this. Obviously everything in this film is 100% accurate and factual. Correct. High fives. (laughs) I appreciated the sarcasm the most with this review, but also funny, offensive. That's what Borat was when the first one came out. So, yep, sarcasm is hard to denote in uh, text too. So good for them for for getting that across. I felt it was so. I found a couple low reviews, but I picked them because I thought they were funny. For example, this half star review. I don't know how people think this jerk-off is funny. He's an annoying one-string banjo, just like Jim Carrey and Pee Wee Herman. And my response is, all righty then. First of all, how do you not find Jim Carrey funny? Get out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out of town. So, I don't know why I just wasted my breath reading that. But this is another, this is a two and a half star review out of five. Um... Out of time and out of laughs in most cases. My love for Sasha is unwavering, but Borat never feels as real or as dangerous as he used to be. Perhaps because his global fame notoriety means so much more of the footage has to rely on his daughter. Bakalova is the star here, but it's never uh, clear whether it's the on-screen victims or the audience being pranked. Yeah, a lot of reviews also said that she was like... She stole the show. Well, so I was reading very quickly an article about it. Literally, like, just, like, skimmed it. But from what I heard, this was, like, her first... She graduated acting school. This was her first real acting job. And when she went to go audition, she thought that, like, she may have been sex trafficked. Like, she was... Like, the, the details for the audition were so very vague because they couldn't let people know that, like they were auditioning for Borat, so she just showed up at this casting, and she, like, even, like, had her um, agent outside to be, like, and she was, like, taping it, because, like, if I get kidnapped right now, like, I would like to make sure someone's there to save me, but it turned out she was not, and she got cast as this position, at at this role, and it seems like she did an, uh, she did an excellent job in the role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) 
I think it's I think it's amazing that Sasha Baron Cohen gets through it without like breaking. Yeah. But to see another person match that energy, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, do, I really don't know how they don't break up, like, crack up laughing in the middle they of a scene. Break. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching them on Good Morning America, and she talked a little bit about her audition. Apparently, when she was auditioning, they were, like, messing with real people. Yeah. Like, it wasn't fake. They were like, we need to really see if you can sell the characters. So they just, like, kind of baptized her by fire. Mm-hmm. Which is also kind of crazy. So, can um, do you want to go into like highs and lows? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I said this to you off camera. I'm just gonna say it again. It's been a long time since I've seen the first Borat, but I think that's okay because I don't necessarily want to base any of my judgments off of like the last one to this one mm-hmm. because they have the same characters, but they have like different themes mm-hmm. whereas one obviously had more obviously had more of a political theme behind it yeah. as opposed to the first one so I don't really necessarily I don't know I don't think of it as like a part two I think of it as like almost like an entirely separate episode yeah if that makes sense so the first thing I can't believe that people don't recognize him his costumes were amazing and he really is like a master of disguise in some of these things I mean except for the fact that he's so tall yeah you know um and then this movie is just like the first one it's stupid humor so I think it needs to be taken at face value Mm -hmm. and I don't while I don't have any lows I can't wait to see the next person or group or organization that he goes after next because I honestly feel like no one's safe from Sasha Baron Cohen very much like South Park like I don't think that anybody's safe and it's only a matter of time before he gets to more people yeah I agree um I so I had never seen the first Borat and when I was watching, I watched it first and I thought it was hysterical. Then I watched it again for the podcast and um, I was r- watching some videos on how they like come up with a script and how they act in the, these roles. And it's such an interesting way to write a script where it's kind of you need to just put like a loose guideline of what's going to happen but really you're going to play off of this person who has no clue what's going on so really it's improv in a way like you just got to go with what's happening and it's so so fascinating and you can also they work to like lead people down a certain way and it's kind of like it's like mad libs basically you don't know which way it's gonna go yeah (laughs) you just got to fill in the nouns and the verbs and such and I, i i think because of that I thought this was good. Like, I did laugh the whole way through, but I laughed at, like, the stupid humor jokes. Like, the one that you had mentioned to me when Dave and I saw it, we were hysterical. When when the guy's jumping out of the, <laughs> the two-story building and he just gets up and dusts himself off. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is, like, Kazakhstan's uh, businessmen, they, like, lost their imports, so the businessmen had to jump out the window, but it's only a two-story window. <laughs> the tallest buildings <laughs> that's that's some mel brooks humor like it's a direct reference to mel brooks hysterical um i thought that i did think that this was really funny and i think that it's 
amazing how quickly they filmed it and how they were able to film it in the middle of a pandemic because that like the writers had to really just and the actors and the whole production team really had to just like be like okay we're doing this right now and like they i'm sure they had to pause filming and then they had to pick it up very quickly and then put it out really quickly it's incredible they also had to keep it a secret because I think at one point Sasha Baron Cohen said, if anybody finds out about it, we're canning the project. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that. You, so the the scenes where he's actually walking around as Borat, I'm sure those were filmed closer to release date. But all of the other scenes had to have been filmed with him as in disguise. Right. Um, I Did you... When they first brought him into from the gulag and he was getting his hair cut and he was going through all that, did you get spy vibes? I did. I did. Same. Yeah. I was like, this feels like the spy. The spy. Throwback. Um, one the my only low, and it's a stupid low, but I'll give it a low. Sometimes I feel bad for the people they're pranking, like that poor little fax guy who's just sending faxes back and forth. Sup. Not much, not much, chillin'. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Well, he didn't do anything. No, he was, but, but he just had to deal with whatever faxes were going back and forth. Yeah. But the best part of that friggin' scene was the fact that he used his smartphone to get there and send fax. <laughs> that could have been text. <laughs> so ridiculous. It really is. Snack break. So what did you eat? So I had some coffee and I watched well decaf, I hope. No, this one was actually caffeinated because I know. I had caffeinated coffee because I was burning both ends of the candle this weekend because I watched this on Sunday morning while I was finishing up my laundry and eating some birthday cake because guess whose birthday is on tomorrow? Me. It was Christina's birthday this Saturday. And everybody, I would just like to say thank you one more time. (laughs) This was a surprise birthday party. So I did a very good job at keeping it a secret. I didn't really know a whole lot of anything. (laughs) So I want to say thank you. If anybody's listening and you were there, thank you so much. If you weren't there, I'm sorry. I didn't do it. It's not my fault. Um, It's my fault. You can blame me. I'm sorry, too, that I (laughs) forgot you. And I just want to say thank. I just, I mean, people got me gifts. I didn't know gifts were going to be a thing. I mean, it was just very nice to see everybody um, outside, and you know, that was really nice. I didn't, I didn't expect it at all. So thank you if you're listening and you came. Thank you again so much for coming. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so that's so I had some leftover birthday cake uh, while watching this. I had lunch with David when we watched it mm-hmm. and I had a grilled chicken and avocado wrap with turkey bacon Ooh. and pineapple salsa oh. hmm. and um, yucca fries. I don't know why I made that sound. That sound, that was supposed to be a delicious sound and I was like, oh, fr-. no, pineapple salsa sounds, yucca fries? 
Yeah. I, I, it's, I don't know why it's taking, I'm processing this meal so slowly. <laughs> what is wrong with me? What is, what are yuca fries? It's a special kind of potato. They are my favorite fries because um, when you bite into it, it's a very creamy like mm. potato on the inside. Yes. Mm. You, you know who used to have Bahama Breeze? Oh my God. Oh my God. Bahama Breeze. They took them off the menu. Lame. Yes, very much so. Yeah, no, it was good. I um, I had that with uh, the fries for well, so it was not really a snack. I had a whole meal, uh, but it was very good. It was from um, what's that place in Elizabeth? The Lobby. We ordered from the Lobby in Elizabeth. I have never been to there. That sounds good. Well, they delivered. I didn't go. I'll make I'll make a mental note. Go to the Lobby in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> So what was your, do you want to go over your expectation? Sure. So before watching this, the only thing that I heard about, the only thing that anyone heard about was the Giuliani incident prior to watching it. And yes, it was so unbelievably cringy to watch it. Um, but I, I want more behind the scenes clips. Like I feel like, I, I, I guess they can't put it in the movie, but I wish that there would be like a whole extra 20 minutes at the end of the movie of just going like the clips that we didn't see, the outtakes, like how, if people like were mad at him, like I wanted to see that and I didn't get to see that. I was disappointed. I agree. That's fair. Because everything went so smoothly with all these random people that he's running into, and I just wanted—I wanted to see some blood. I wanted to see—I wanted to see him running for his life. <laughs> so the thing that I—I I guess like I okay, I've seen Borat, I've seen Bruno. The only one that I haven't seen is the Dictator. Okay. From this collection, if you will. Yeah. Um. So I thought he gathered people together and said, hey, you work here. We're going to do this thing where we talk about this. Are you interested in participating? And I just thought that the prank was on the audience. So, like, they were all in on it, but, like, not totally in on it. Like, we're going to do a bit just if you want to – are you willing to participate? Okay, great. Then we'll do the thing. I didn't know that the people on this show, um, or movie rather, have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah. I just – I never knew that. Until, like, today. I feel like the only one who maybe knew something was, and maybe was casted for the role, was the babysitter, Janissa Jones. Maybe. So you didn't think that really Rudy Giuliani knew anything? No, I feel like Rudy Giuliani, no. Why would he ever agree to be a part of that? I feel like he got contacted by their fake news network, and I know that that sounds poor but you know i'm saying like it, it was literally like a made-up news network um and uh i feel like they contacted him he didn't realize that it was a made-up news source and right. to do an interview and he got and he went in and he they got a, him secured to be interviewed and they probably had him sign like waivers and such to say that the interview could be filmed that the interview could be this and that's how they were able to use the footage. I couldn't tell if it was that or if we were getting pranked. Like your, like one of your reviews said, to be honest with you. Not to dwell on it, because I really don't want to dwell on it. But I, now I'm just thinking about it. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I felt like Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani was very mad after it came out, so. And I, I think he threatened to sue, but if he signed a bunch of shit, he probably can't sue. He's a lawyer, so he probably knows that information. Uh, I didn't have an IRL moment, did you? I mean, the only IRL moment that for, it was, it was a stretch. The only one was when Porat is... He has the magnifying glass and the frying pan, and he's killing the virus. <laughs> <laughs> and they have him spraying it with Lysol. I think we can all relate to spraying our entire house with Lysol. We've Every all been there. Every single package from Amazon was sprayed with Lysol. Yep. I went through a phase of just spraying my my doorknob, spraying my refrigerator handles, just spraying everything. It reminds me of this one skit that I saw, not a skit, but this video that I saw, I think, on Instagram where the guy, he's about to smoke a cigarette. So he sanitizes his hands, he sanitizes the cigarette box, he sanitizes the cigarette, he sanitizes the lighter, and then he sanitizes his lips and his face, and then he finally lights a cigarette, and the whole thing goes up into flames. Sounds about right. That's some Zoolander. That's on some Zoolander shit. Oh, God. Do you remember that scene hey, we did it. Do you remember that scene in Zoolander? The first one? Yeah. Mm-mm. Where they're having the gasoline fight and someone lights a cigarette? Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> no, I don't watch Zoolander. It's been so long. For some reason, I thought of Anchorman when they all start fighting. Um, <laughs> it's like this street fight. Rick killed a guy. <laughs> Where did you get a grenade? Oh, God. Excellent. I'll spare you on the fighting because I just caught Danielle up on the last pay-per-view UFC fight. And uh, if any of you are nauseous to goriness, we should not We should not do that. No, absolutely not. Moving on. Moving. Moving right along. We're done. We have nothing to move on to except exactly. me us out. And we have done it all. We have. So... Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Class Sixtina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email if you know anyone from the movie. Let us know, and you feel comfortable letting us know. You should email us at Two Girls Watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T W O. Check out the blog Beer Coffee Donuts and the YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. I've gotten so much beer for my birthday, Danielle, and I literally have enough beer to take us into the middle of August. Yeah, I should come over and take some of that beer. I, I don't so, know why I didn't. So much. So much beer. So much oh, beer. It doesn't fit in the fridge. My mom's like, this ain't going in the fridge. I need a beer fridge. I need a fridge for my beer. And by fridge, you mean like a big freezer that like you can store a body in because that's how much beer you have. And by and by fridge, a beer fridge, I mean a regular fridge for beer. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, everyone. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yes, take care. Bye. What's up?